0: thank you so much for all of the new people that have joined since we started doing the back to the future trilogy
1: this is our 50th episode please rate review and subscribe enjoy the rest of back to the future the next deep dive is going to be jcvd yeah we're taking a deep dive into the
0: movies of jcvd so who wants to stick around again like review and subscribe tell a friend enjoy you mean to tell me that we're out of data
1: yeah dude but it doesn't matter you've got your cell phone
0: My cell phone has a limited amount of data this month, and I've used it all because of the pandemic. The podcast has always been released through the online services we have running through the house. So what do we do?
1: Thirsty for More presents the Back to the Future Trilogy. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Welcome to Thirsty for More. Uh, We are at our final Back to the Future back to the future part three who are you i'm alex and i'm malenko nice to meet you and here is the conclusion of 1990s back to the future trilogy this is the third in the series if you've been keeping up with us it'll probably be a two-parter as well
0: this is back to the future 3 released in 1990 old school black and white universal pictures intro yeah. do you think they specifically did it of because course. it's the past of oh course. man yeah. sparkly music intro with steven spielberg presents robert zemeckis film saturday november 12th 1955
1: 10 p.m we get the amazing scene yeah. again which like which we all want and is everyone awesome.
0: wants it to happen so many times nobody cared that this movie reused so much of this so much of the,
1: the first movie
0: it's amazing. Doc zip-lining down, Marty, you know, going off to 1985 with the like tire marks driving off and as Doc is celebrating, Marty whips around the corner, dude.
1: Yeah, I mean clearly <gasps> time travel has aged him five years specifically <laughs> doc <laughs> just looks the same except okay, well, his wig start, in this please one please isn't mark. like a curly wig <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. anymore. it's like an in between oh, of the yeah. two it it is. like the the before From curly the wig and the now crazy hair <laughs> dog. I-, I
0: like that i like that they retcon doc's hair yeah they redcon so much in the movie i mean they, to great effect they do a yeah, good job they do, they really do it in a job. way where it's like It almost feels as though, like, they are knowing about the, like, kind of differences in offshoots of time things that are happening. Maybe. maybe. Like, I don't... I think the movie knows that... Doc and Marty have really fucked shit up in the timeline, <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, not just his hair. Yeah. Uh and then we get the classic sort of
0: No, it can't be you. I just sent you back to the future. Yeah, but I'm back. I'm, I'm back. back from
1: the future. And then, from the the t- Scott, and then the title card and then yeah, back to the future part Three, And then thunder Christ. happens God. and I never noticed this in the the VHS that we watched so much of this. Yeah. But um, Marty drives Doc back to the mansion and lifts Doc. And puts him into the. Like, he you see him carrying Doc into the house. And it's like, Doc is really tall, a lot dude, Doc's taller. Doc's like fucking than, 6'3, dude. Yeah. Like, and Marty's like 5'6. Like, yeah, yeah. Right? So it's like. And then as this is happening, I saw Mary Steenberge's name. Oh, and there's dude. The, like, no. Nice music comes in. The music in this one is, is the so best. good. It's, it's the, the best. best one. It is the best it, one. It,
0: like, for music, Alan Silvestri, he. He really paid attention to the differences in tone of the film. We'll get to all of that. Um, and also the title card of ZZ Top. And also the title card of ZZ
1: Top. Do you want to just jump into that thirsty for more right away, or do you want to wait?
0: No, we need to wait. Um, I think that the rotoscoped rain was...
1: Uh, yeah. It looked
0: good but it looked like a who framed roger rabbit
1: kind of style cartoon like there's some weird rotoscoping in this uh and you're right there was something weird It felt like they wanted to make it like oh it's becoming daylight yeah but they had to like animate around they had to animate 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 animate, animate.
0: animate. 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 animate anime leah thompson gets an and credit which is cool yeah for she's sure. big enough to get an and
1: and then and then marty uh back in the mansion while doc is sleeping he's like laid out his clothes to dry and he's stuff. also
0: the, laid out the letter, the letter to dry yeah, the
1: zip line on the letter which is
0: great i thought that was cool and marty is sleeping He's taken both of their socks off, and he's also using the hoverboard as a footstool. Yeah, which is great. And
1: then the TV is on for some reason and the radiation from that tv would be destroying everything uh and howdy duty time comes on and doc wakes up and he's like howdy duty
0: time yeah yeah he's shocked that it's already howdy duty time
1: and and marty and he doesn't realize that marty is there yeah he
0: knocks the hoverboard out of his from under his feet
1: or doc tries to record himself uh and talk about the apparent success of marty's time travel yeah and after that after that
0: i can't recall that happened and then marty's like uh hey doc I didn't even <laughs> remember, just I didn't even remember how i got home <laughs> yeah and casually <laughs> yeah. marty's like uh hey doc yeah <laughs> and doc continues talking for some yeah. reason he just always wants to ignore marty's yeah. voice
1: yeah. uh resulting in a condition of momentary amnesia and then i saw a vision of marty saying that he'd come back from the future hey doc <laughs> yeah 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 more He's screaming like high and then, pitch and then he falls up on, on the, major organ. <laughs> the organ, and it's like universal studio monsters which is hilarious
0: it's so good yeah. it's so good doc calm down it's me it's me it's marty no
1: it can't be you i just sent you back to the future
0: yeah but i came back from the future that- don't you remember last night that you fainted i brought you home um, no, this is happening. happening.
1: You can me here. This you is ridiculous. I even believe you are here. Oh, I
0: love that part so much. Um, and this mirrors that scene from the first movie where yeah. Marty is trying to convince Doc of something, and Marty's like, "No, it totally makes sense. I came back with the you from 1985 yeah, I, 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 to I, get a book from Biff." He like summarizes, yeah, he summarizes it sober. The, like, the, the,
1: the last movie sober. He literally
0: just gives like the most basic yeah, yeah. IMDb description. Yeah. And he's like, uh, and the DeLorean got struck by lightning and it sent you back to the year eighteen eighty
1: five.
0: Nineteen eighty five He's like, Okay, future boy, there's one thing that doesn't make sense in your story. If the me from nineteen eighty five is now stuck in eighteen eighty five, how could you possibly know about it? You send me a letter. <laughs> Dear Marty, if my calculations <laughs> yes. are correct,
1: I love that cut. It's, it's so, so good. Awesome. It's such a good cut. And Marty's wearing the helmet from the he's first. He's wearing bit. the
0: like mind, mind reading, reading helmet. helmet yeah. I love that he's doing that. He's just like playing almost. Yeah, he's just playing with the. And then, yeah, Doc is like. I've been living happily these past eight months in the year 1885. The lightning bolt that hit the DeLorean caused the gigawatt overload, which scrambled the time circuits and activated the flux capacitor, sending me back to the year 1885. The overload shorted the the time circuits and destroyed the flying circuits. Unfortunately, the The car will will never never fly fly again. again. It's like, what? (laughs) It actually flew. Uh, yeah, well, we had a hover conversion done in the early 21st century. It's like, we?
1: (laughs) Marty trying to be cool? Marty's trying
0: to be cool. He was totally, I set myself up as a blacksmith and well, shoeing
1: horses and fixing wagons.
0: uh, And yeah, and he says like there would be no suitable replacement parts invented until 1947, so that's why he never came back.
1: Yeah, and then he hid the, the time machine in the Delgado mines.
0: Yeah that was cool yeah and it closes
1: a map hopefully it'll remain undisturbed and my counterpart that means me yeah 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 uh should have no problem to fix it once you've returned Uh, to the future to the 1980 to 1985 you must destroy the time machine destroy it (laughs) yeah yeah well it's a long story doc oh it's so good it's (laughs) such a
0: good explanation because so much doc is always telling marty to like hey relax dude you don't know you don't know and this is the thing where marty's like like, dude you
1: don't know you don't know because it comes off as like really a story about doc it it pivots from being about marty and like so lays it into doc
0: well i'm really glad you brought that up because the first movie is about george mcfly yeah the second movie is about biff tannen yeah and the last movie is about
1: doc well the second movie seems to be a lot about marty right marty it, is and it is isn't it like, isn't marty is it's always his future and like it is but but it's
0: it very strongly pivots into being only about biff and remember how i said the movie kind of meta movies into like biff inserts himself into the story into the main plot line yeah yeah, yeah. i thought that this movie did something even stranger which is it changed tone from like a zany future movie into a dramatic period period piece, piece. yeah yeah which is really fucking cool and it's about Doc. Doc is the main character of this movie.
1: Yeah. Doc is really what what we discovered as kids, Doc was really the main character of this entire movie. <laughs>
0: I, and I also love things like, 1885, I actually end up as a blacksmith in the Old West. I, I love things yeah. like that because, Goofy. like, yeah, Doc is like, he is like a child, and we get a lot revealed in this movie yeah, that's about my, his childhood. That's, yeah,
1: that's my favorite part. And stuff that, like, it, it flows pretty naturally throughout the plot of the movie.
0: Do not, I repeat, do not attempt to come back to get me. I'm perfectly happy living in the fresh air and wide open spaces, and please take care of einstein for me einstein Einstein. and marty's like it's your dog doc it's what you call your dog in the future
1: and then Doc scoffs not just that that, but it's weird because they retconned einstein uh they retconned copernicus in the movie which i never noticed until now i always thought yeah i just always thought copernicus was in the movie this part's cool and i also like that
0: doc plays his younger self as a less emotionally matured person yeah because he's like he reads the end of this letter and he's like these are my wishes please respect and follow them and so marty i now say farewell and wish you godspeed you've been a good kind and loyal friend to me and you made a real difference in my life i will always treasure our relationship and think on you with fond memories Warm feelings and a special place in my heart. It's that part's super emotional and like Doc delivers it really well because he's like, I never never knew knew I I could write write something something so touching. touching.
1: But it's awesome because it's also played for laughs uh, and also... Uh, Marty is like, I know, I know, Doc. It's beautiful. (laughs) Like, he plays it up because he feels it and Doc feels it and other Doc felt it. And Doc also knows that he's going to feel it. Yeah. And he does feel it because he knows Marty for now a week and one day Yeah, at this point (laughs) i should never let biff get to me that i like because they set up they conclude the sort of idea of oh man marty is a hothead and now he's thinking about it being a hothead and he doesn't want to be that hothead anymore well
0: he realizes how being a hothead has negatively affected his life so far and in recent events yes and also hurt others right because it hurt doc yeah I mean, not to mention that Doc put him in all of these outrageously dangerous scenarios in the first place. But still. And Doc's like, you know, there are plenty of worse places I could have ended up than the old west. I could have ended up in the Dark Ages. And like, again, it's like heard me at the
1: stake as a heretic or something.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's fine for you, Doc, since you're a white dude, but like, as we learn, Oh man, this is the most, this is peak racist doc, I would say, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. According to this map, there's a sealed off tunnel nearby. We We may have have to blast. blast. (laughs) Yeah. All the cuts in this movie are so great.
1: Yeah. They like, they, they, the cuts tell a story. They do. Well, they have an impact, right? They do, they do. It cuts to them in the cemetery and Doc runs over to Marty and he's like, take this camera, I want to document everything! When they're in
0: the tunnel, Doc is like, you know, I've dreamed about doing this ever since I was a little boy and I read my favorite author, Jules Verne, who inspired me to become a scientist. So we're getting all of this cool backstory and Doc's like, you know, I spent weeks preparing Dream as a that, kid and yeah, I didn't even adventure. get this far, yeah. which is cool. But I was only 12 at the time, mind you. And then the writings of Jules Verne that had a, had a profound effect on his life, life. Uh, yeah. 20,000 leagues under the sea. God, a whale of a tail, <laughs> a whale of a
1: tail. Uh, And he should dedicate his life to science. That's a nice way of exploring Doc's character in a way that Marty wouldn't know. Exactly. Uh, like, why would Marty know that? He's a 17-year-old.
0: And then we see on the wall a mine shaft that's not open. And it, and it says, it's, yeah.
1: E-L-B, the initials. My uh, initials! just like in journey to the center
0: of the earth. This must mean the Delorean is right through this wall. And they open up the mine shaft with some pickaxes that the rocks so easily fall. Yeah,
1: fall apart. The time machine is covered in such a cool way. It's it such is an covered in way. a cool
0: way, yeah. And I like that the tires have rotted out. That's so yeah, cool. That that is that's really such a cool, cool touch. Yeah.
1: And it's been buried for 70 years, 2 months and 13 days. Oh, it's so
0: good, so good. Uh, in the next scene, Doc is is looking at some chips through a magnifying glass and this is where we get peak races doc because marty's reading it and he's like not understanding all the words the attach skip sk- schematic schema- schematic diagram will allow you to build the trips chips with the 1955 components and Doc is talking through the magnifying glass. He's magnifying his own oh, mouth, yeah. which I always thought was uh, such so, a... Yeah. I always it's noticed it's that. It's it. And I was like, you know, you appreciate things like yeah. that, right? It's amazing that this piece of junk could pose such a big problem. No wonder it's short-circuited. Look at this. It says made in Japan. <laughs> and Marty's like, what are you talking about, Doc? All the, all the, all of the best stuff, stuff is made in Japan. Japan. Unbelievable.
1: Well, I think... I think I, I really, you thought this was the big racism? Well, no, the, I, no, I mean, I just was the the other stuff. Like, cause this, in my mind, it's like 1955. That's 10 years after they dropped a bomb on Japan. Totally. So like, totally. I'm just, I'm Whoa, just, Japan is not
0: going to be, I'm just being funny about it. I'm just going with the like dark is racist lore, but yeah, like it, it's cool. It is cool that like, you know, who would have thought in 1955 that Japan would ever Ever be a recover <laughs> like and be like yeah, like they t- were just t- the coming down when
1: well, I was a kid, I always wanted to be a cowboy. Um oh, They lift up th- they, the they, DeLorean they, yeah.
0: onto like the flatbed truck that Doc has brought out and he's telling a story about how he wish he was a cowboy and he would you a cowboy, baby. <laughs> uh yeah, he wishes he was in the old west.
1: And it's it sounds like a really nice time to spend his retirement. Which is cool, like I would think th- kind of that but also i'd be like yeah but like the diarrhea people were dying from
0: (laughs) dysentery like like, all the fucking dirty water yeah uh no thanks
1: i wonder if i could look up myself in the library
0: yeah in the archives old
1: newspaper archives i don't know doc you're the only you're the one saying you should not know too much about your own destiny yeah he always says it and it's it's it never matters to doc he doesn't care yeah i mean In this scene,
0: I feel like it works because it's one of those situations where he's just really excited to know an extra detail about his life.
1: And he's also 1955, Doc. Exactly. The one that hasn't gone crazy yet and become (laughs) like a mad scientist hell-bent on destroying the space-time continuum.
0: And Marty's life. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Doc yells after Copernicus, Copernicus, come here, boy. And we
1: hear the dog is whining over a gravestone. Yeah. Being sad. And Marty goes over and he's like, come on, Copernicus. What are you doing? And he's like, Doc. Yeah. And we see Doc run over. What is it, Marty? You look like you've just seen a ghost. You're not far off, Doc. And we see that it's the grave of Doctor Emmett Brown. Yeah, who
0: great. Has, Scott. has used his real name. In the I, past. That was also like he could have said, "I've been living happily in the eight, these past eight months under a pseudonym." Like he yeah, could have exactly. like said, like you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Check this out. Died September seventh, eighteen eighty five.
1: But what year was he born in that version of of reality? I wonder. I wonder if he faked some documents or something. Marty, please don't stand there.
0: Oh, right. Because yeah. Marty's standing so on Doc's weird. grave. Yeah, And then they cut directly. Have they broken into the library?
1: Erected by in eternal memory by his beloved Clara. Who the hell is Clara? And then he stands in the graveyard and he's like, Marty, please don't stand there. Oh, right. I got to get another picture. And they take a picture of it. Yeah. And then it cuts to them in the library. Shot in the back by Buford
0: Tannen over a matter of $80. What kind of a future do you call that?
1: Yeah. That's, I mean, it's so great yeah uh,
0: that's that's like a great way of
1: Ex- expediting information well
0: and it also adds a layer of guilt to marty who's yeah. caused this situation you know what i mean
1: i'm mean, really doc has caused his well, own marty situation, thinks he's, he's caused Mar- the situation marty's 16, 17 and thinks he's caused the, um and then it goes uh, they get to the library to look it through the archives and the description of of tannin is amazing short tempered and a tendency to drool earned him the name. Mad dog, yeah, which was awesome. Quick on the gun, he bragged that he killed 12 men, uh, not including Indians and Chinamen. This is where the racism comes in.
0: And and then Doc is Doesn't like, Mention me, am I one of the 12? Because he knows he's white, however. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Uh, However, this claim cannot be substantiated since precise records were not kept after Tannen shot a newspaper editor on Fifth Avenue.
0: (laughs) Yeah. uh, Who
1: printed uh, an unfavorable story about him in 1884.
0: Yeah. Doc pulls out an old book with some cool McFly lore and he's like, hey, look at this. The William McFly family. Is this uh, relatives of yours? My great grandfather was named William that's him right there. And he points to a picture of himself. Good looking guy. <laughs> yeah, guy, Yeah. Good looking guy. Yeah. Good looking boy. And it's like, it's a book of a history of Hill Valley, which remember in part one, Strickland says no McFly has ever amounted to anything in, in the, the history, history of Hill of Valley. Hill Valley. Yeah. So we get more of this Marty lore, which I really appreciated because Marty really changes things for his entire, like entire generations of his family throughout the ages. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He retcons his own life, basically, and his own history. Totally. Uh, I mean, there could have been another Doc Brown. uh, Emmett Brown. No, my family didn't didn't move there until until 1908, and then they were the Von Braun's. Yeah,
0: and they changed their name during the First World War because, I guess, (laughs) you didn't want to sound German, right? And, I mean, Doc is... German. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. Tall German with blue eyes. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying.
1: He has puppy dog, brown puppy dog eyes, though. Oh, is it brown
0: puppy dog? Oh, that's right. I thought he was blind. Uh, blind. I thought he was
1: blind. <laughs> Great, Scott. It's me! Because uh, he uh, Doc, Marty pulls out a picture of Doc standing next to the, save the clock tower! Save the clock tower! Save the clock tower! Yeah, Marty is standing next to the save the clock tower. <laughs> <laughs> it's true! All of it! It is me that goes back there and gets shot. The the picture. The picture. The image of him doing that being like, he's so vain too. Doc is is. really vain. It's crazy. Because he's he's like, how could I get shot? He really does think of himself as like some sort of scientist beyond time and history. Well he's
0: yeah, he's Doc. Observes himself outside of himself and the world, really, yeah. which is what I think allows him to make all of the kind of concessions he does. It's the same thing as Jean Luc Picard in Star Trek: The Next Generation always breaks the
1: Prime Directive. Yeah. There's always a reason for it, right? Yeah, it's like it's true. It's true. But also, I would think of this. Even more if I thought to myself, oh, I invented the time machine. If I invented a time machine, I would think of myself as, like, God, basically. I just told you who I thought I was. A God!
0: Marty then sends... Well, that's not going to happen because when you fix the DeLorean and the time circuits, I'm going back to 1885, and I'm bringing you home and then Doc makes the most Bacadraga face.
1: I <laughs> The most Bacadraga face and they look like they're about to kiss. They do look like they're about to kiss. I, I I I wanted them to kiss. Dude, especially now. I mean, okay.
0: Yeah, I know you're joking, but like I I did want them to kiss. No. I, 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 I thought I thought this movie Was the most emotional movie of all of them. I I cried during the most parts of this movie.
1: Yeah, because it it pays off so much of the stuff set up in in both of the other movies. And in both of them. But it, it holds on to the stuff from the first one. It like pays them off, pays them off. But like in the second one, it just pays off all of it. In well, dividends. yeah, because it's
0: written to be paid yeah, off, exactly, right? Exactly, exactly. In the next scene, we get the newly repaired DeLorean with like a cool collection of circuit boards on the yeah, hood of the car. Totally. They look like guitar amp tubes. Yeah, yeah. continuing the whole guitar trajectory yeah.
1: of this movie. And Marty walks up dressed as such a ridiculously fifties cowboy look, and he's like. I don't know about this doc. Clint would never wore anything like this. Clint who?
0: Doc checks all the like yeah. tire pressure yeah. and everything. And he can't fit into the boots. They're kind of tight, which plays in later. And he's like, are you sure all of this stuff is authentic? Haven't you seen a Western? It's like, ugh.
1: Yeah, I have doc. <laughs>
0: so embarrassing
1: <laughs> yeah it is really embarrassing
0: and marty's like well, i'll put right. these
1: that's right even I haven't heard of him yet
0: yeah 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 marty like wants every chance he could get to like be a cool guy in these i know movies. i
1: know and at any point and he's like marty you have to wear the boots if you wear these future things in the past what does he say again? he's like you shouldn't be. Wearing- you shouldn't even be wearing them in 1955. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And then he's like, "I'll put them on as soon as I get there. I promise." What
1: about that floating device, the hoverboard? Oh, setting up the hoverboard. So
0: good, so good. I love that he still has the floating device. And he's like, "And here's some fresh batteries for your walkie-talkies." <laughs> And he puts it in the time machine, time, which is yeah. really cool too. Yeah, it is it's really cool because they have to like later.
1: like communicate with each other somehow.
0: Another thing I've never noticed before is that Marty says, "Hey, Hill Valley is going to be a long walk from here."
1: Yeah, they can't. We can't risk you sending sending you back to a populated area because you might run into people you like, they might see the, the time machine. Exactly. This is all open area. There's a cave over there where we can put the time machine. It's all so
0: easily and readily and efficiently explained. Yeah. I love this kind of writing. Yeah. It's
1: just like, it, it gives you everything you need and want. It's right. Both writerly and also fits with the character which completely is nice because he would be prepared for all those situations because he's been to every single time. Exactly. And so
0: doc is like, I wrote the letter on September 1st. So I'm sending you back the very next day. That gives you five days to find doc before he gets shot. So September 2nd, that's a Wednesday, 1885, 8 AM. According to the letter, I'm a blacksmith. So I probably have a shop somewhere and doc is wearing a shirt with like lassos and cactuses on it. So good. He hands Marty a piece of paper with a photo on it of Doc and he also hands Marty the picture that he took of, of the, the gravestone. Yeah. And then because they're at a drive through he tells Marty to back all the way up and then drive towards the screen.
1: All you have to do is drive the time vehicle directly toward that screen, accelerating 88 miles an hour. Wait a minute, Doc. If I drive straight towards the screen, I'm going to crash into those Indians. Marty, you're not thinking fourth dimensionally. They'll instantly be transported to 1885
0: and those Indians won't even be there.
1: Like, what? Why wouldn't Marty think of that? Like, Well, why does Marty think that a picture of
0: people equates to them being there at the time? It just feels like a very juvenile question.
1: I don't know. Like, especially of all the times you've traveled now at this point. It's just weird. It's a weird... Well... It sets up a joke later on that Yeah, it sets up the joke immediately after. Yeah, but
0: no no for something that they mention later on. We'll get to it.
1: Yeah. Well, she's like, good luck for both our sakes. See you in the future. You mean in the past. Exactly. Yeah, it's so good.
0: I, I love moments like this, and Doc seems genuinely sad to see Marty go again. Yeah. Because I guess like he's a lonely guy and this is a friend.
1: Yeah, yeah. And he just
0: said goodbye to him the he night did before. just say goodbye to him are we to presume that this has all been corrected in like a day i would probably do it circuits in... in a day maybe he spent a little bit more time right they don't say anything about they don't it don't say though. yeah i love the tires on the time machine it's and cool. the like yeah, leather straps really that nice. tie down the tubes yeah yeah so good um right away I noticed the cinematography when Marty goes back into the past. He drives towards the screen, Doc is shooting in the air. Doc is really stoked. Yeah. And then Marty goes back into the past and there are like indigenous people charging at
1: Marty's at car. Marty, yeah, which is a that's that I don't know where the other set up to the joke. I thought this was the joke, but like it's this is the most racist depiction to me of of anything. Uh, In the movies.
0: Yeah, definitely, because this movie just doesn't... It just makes them, quote, the Indians.
1: Yeah, I realize this. uh, They're running away from the cavalry. They're running away from the cavalry, That's an interesting thing. In the movie but because it's not really there's really no meat to it like the marvin barry stuff and all that stuff like those guys are character those guys are real people Well, you can
0: explain it with like a uh,
1: okay this is just what yeah happened. it's not like they got a bunch of you know indigenous people to play these guys it was all like it's just race it just it's just it comes off racist. as racist you know well, well
0: i mean like that's what it was but like the, a lot of this movie is like the way they're excited about this western time is they're like cowboys dude I be a
1: cowboy yeah, like yeah. they're like just excited like about
0: yeah and it's like dude cowboy life fucking sucked yeah like again, that life
1: was the worst yeah it was pretty bad i think i think the the reality is more this explore because of the magicalness of the movie it really does feel like this is the most them being like well what did i think cowboys and indians were like you know what i mean yeah, yeah, as yeah. kids this is why like before when i was talking about it uh it it just seemed like like yeah this is like a sort of weird childhood We used to watch John Ford, you know, as or John and John Wayne and like stuff like that. You know what I mean? So it's just. But then Marty drives away from them. He happens to get to the cave, and they uh, fall down over the cave, running away. Marty
0: backs the Delorean DeLorean, up into the cave. Into the
1: cave, and then
0: gets out of the car to see the indigenous people ride off into the distance. And then he hears, he hears like Shit, the, the cavalry. Yeah. Who we discover are chasing. Yeah. They run off and they don't notice
1: Marty at all. Also the cavalry is dressed in blue. The good quote unquote, good guys. That's why I was always also. Well, like, that's
0: I had the yeah, same I thoughts. Like, so they were like, what the, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Anyway, right. doesn't matter.
0: I mean, It is what it is. American history is fucked. Um, But Marty goes inside the cave to retrieve like his boots. And then he sees that there's an arrow sticking from out of the car. He pulls the arrow out, not thinking twice about it. And it turns out that he's ripped the fuel line and smells a bunch of gas leak out. And then here's the growling of a bear.
1: And he has the most realistic reaction to a bear, which is just like, ah! yeah, totally. and he's just like running away. Uh, and then the bear stands up and starts chasing him. And bears are fast. It's scary, dude. Dude, the, the be- when bears do that growling thing and where, like, snout. pieces of their
0: face is, like, yeah. <laughs> it looks like it's going to fall off.
1: It's the dangly snout. Uh, yeah, it's scary.
0: And then and he falls
1: down and he, he trips over a hill and hits his head again. On, like, an old-timey fence. And then we get... Split diopter, (laughs) Marty. (laughs) Okay, finally we get to explain split diopter, which is not what you think. And I I don't want to interrupt you, but I can explain to the audience. Split diopter is just a type of lens that people would use to split focus between. uh, to keep two people in focus while at the same time being in the same shot. Uh, But I thought it meant it was like just the way that you film two of the same actor (laughs) in like the same scene. It's interesting because that you mention it though. Like, I don't think I remember how they did that. I saw the special features once. I think it's just a split screen or a split screen thing. They always use little borders. You
0: notice they use like there, there's always something in between them, like a coat rack or they, they do a really good job of, of doing blending. They there's, we'll talk about that some more, but, um, because Seamus is in keeping with the tradition of the other movies Seamus is played by, by Marty
1: Michael J. Fox yeah, yeah. by and, Marty yeah. he is played by Marty fetch some water here we got a hard man here it's the most terrible accent. Irish accent so like
0: thirsty for more
1: thirsty for more
0: the origin of my Irish accent comes from this movie Yeah, yeah. like it just comes from caricaturing people in this yeah, movie yeah we
1: need to get Owen to just do these lines for us oh <gasps> My okay, guy, fetch some more. We got a heart man here. But um, uh so so it cuts to Marty waking up yet again, being like, Doc, Mom, what, what's happening? Have I gotten concussions? <laughs> um Man, he's out for six hours and she's like they're there now. You've been asleep for nearly six hours. And it's like, Jesus, dude. <laughs> Jesus. And she's like, and then she
0: says your concussion isn't that bad. Isn't that
1: bad? And it's like, whoa, what's up, man? <laughs> well, yeah,
0: because she says you're safe and sound now on the McFly, McFly farm. farm. McFly farm! Yeah, oh, I love it. I love it. It's so good. Um, and then And well, don't you be forgetting the messes. Yeah, she's like, the name's Maggie McFly. Mrs. Maggie McFly,
1: and don't you be forgetting the Mrs. So, so Catholic. She's like, and what's your name? Well, it's Mac- Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Yeah. And she's like,
0: well, you hit your head, Mister Eastwood, but nothing too serious. Lucky for you, Seamus found you, and he did. Seamus, I, me husband.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so good. Pardon me, while I tend to William. William. William Sean McFly. The first McFly born in America.
0: Yeah. That's, see, it's a cool touch. It is a cool cool touch. 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 Because really, the history of the McFlies in America begins with William. Yeah, exactly. like, William to Marty becomes symbolic of, like of america and of his heritage Heritage, where he comes from and this is our heritage well it also brings it back to the whole thing that i've been like clamoring about this entire series right and that's this like idea of the irish in america being aspirationally white and when they arrived in america they were considered bugs and losers and nobody wanted anything to do with them
1: hey i'm talking to you mcfly you irish bug
0: and yeah so it's you know class and racially tinged again but in these subtle ways in these storytelling ways that don't like bring too much focus to it so you know marty's a mcfly he's irish and i think that's an important beat in this movie Mm -hmm. like they didn't need to include parts of his family but it makes it heavier with all of this past lore you know it makes it not only a historical movie you know your history very good but we also know marty so well now like marty yeah. we know about his his heritage
1: as part of our history and heritage there you go
0: lady there's a corner
1: got dinner uh he he brings dinner home oh. the the rabbits that he shot oh do uh, you know that there's a deleted
0: scene where um he brings a who framed roger rabbit inside
1: Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's like a yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a joke because Robert Robert Zemeckis Zemeckis Uh, directed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got dinner. Yeah, Um, I've got supper. Supper. Yeah. Yeah, and so Uh, they're eating the rabbit. The eye lines in the scene are super off. It's so weird. I didn't notice it the the first time. Because they, the, they're so well done in the other ones. Also, some of the reactions are off. Yeah, the reactions are off. Uh, but the reason the other ones are so much better is because they're both wearing those advisor things. And they're not really looking because they don't have to pay attention to their dad. Right? But uh, the islands are... They're only slightly off. It's not like... I mean, they're off and they're noticeably off, but they're only like the scene works really well still.
0: Yeah, completely.
1: It's it, because of the performances and yeah. also
0: because of how wide it's shot. Yeah. It's shot so wide that you don't really notice where anyone's looking. Yeah.
1: It's only when you're really focusing in on this movie like we do. <laughs> um, M- Marty starts to explain where he comes from. He's like, oh, my horse broke down and I my A bear ate my boots, and I guess I just forgot my hat. How could you forget a thing like your hat?
0: Uh, Oh, it's so good. Would you like some water? And she pours like disgusting dysentery water, into, like it was it's so just brown. Rose, yeah, they clearly like dug it out of a hole that morning. <laughs> um, yeah, Marty looks at it the and well. he's like, "Gross!" That it would be so warm too.
1: It would just it be, be like, so warm. You know what though? Like it wouldn't be that dirty. They had wells that, yeah. that were relatively clean. It's a funny joke though. <laughs> Sheamus is like, "I'll tell you what I'll do, Mister I'll help you. <laughs> That's a really good.
0: I'll help you find your blacksmith, my friend. You can." stay the night in the barn and tomorrow i'll take you as far as the railroad tracks you can follow them straight into town i'll even give you a
1: hat and then maggie crosses herself in the catholic way. in the catholic way and uh seamus can i have a word with you hi
0: as marty like spits out buckshot
1: (laughs) that was hilarious (laughs) are you sure you you're not bringing a curse after you're taking him in like that
0: yeah, this is cool because it shows like the superstition, the superstition at the time. Yeah. And also like, he's, you know, immigrants are like really like scared to trust people because they're yeah. in a the new land. Yeah. You know,
1: he's such a strange young man.
0: Yeah, but he like for some reason Seamus trusts him. Yeah, and he, and like, Maggie's so
1: right, though. Maggie's oh, so she's right. completely she's right. Totally but, right. But I,
0: I do in keeping with the serendipity of the movie, he thinks of him. He sees something like relate he feels like he's related to him in some way
1: yeah and i don't think i don't think they present him as a weak guy i think they present him as a a, a wise guy oh a wise guy huh? yeah not a wise guy a wise man they i feel like they make it ambiguous
0: yeah because l- they reveal later on that he's wise oh, yeah. because he's like you know if you're smarter you'll walk away yeah yeah, yeah. but he it is sort of presented ambiguously because yeah, for sure. well we'll get to why
1: yeah I but I've got a feeling about him Maggie Marty that wait that looking after him is the right thing to do that is important I like that I like that it's cute and it's nice and it's Marty look how look how the baby takes to him yeah little Will never takes to strangers Marty
0: holds his own great grandfather and he's like so you're my great grandfather first McFly born in America. And you peed on me.
1: Yeah. It cuts to Marty on the railway tracks. Yeah. On the railway tracks. sloppy walking he is. I mean, right
0: away, this movie is like, this movie is going to be about trains. Just so you know, this movie is going to be about trains. And
1: not just that, but uh, like introducing uh, new characters in such a great way and so lean in keeping with the other things.
0: Marty's dressed in his like outrageous polyester outfit, he's boiling <laughs> in the heat, he's wearing his Nike shoes, tripping over the railway tracks, and like the music is so bare-bones, and it has that kind of... Yeah, it's yeah. just like, really, really fucking cool, interesting detail, but also uses the back to the future theme in this kind of country Western motif. It's so good. It's such interesting attention to detail. And it's where I think
1: such interesting
0: music (laughs) where I think, you know, Alan Silvestri is paying attention to these amazing details and he's telling the story with Bob Gale and with Robert Zemeckis. Absolutely. Doing a great job.
1: And uh, And they come in and he passes a meat market and the clock tower that's being built. Uh, and it just like it seems so long ago uh, The theme done in harmonica is awesome And the the marshal It says a sign The marshal is gone for a hanging of stinky lummox And you have to just imagine How stinky stinky lummox has to be <laughs> to, to be, be called stinky
0: lummox <laughs> To be considered stinky in that time You'd have to be the most stinky
1: It smells
0: But um, I thought the town, which, how did you guess, was constructed completely at a place called Red Hills Ranch near Sonora, California. This town looked amazing. And a stipulation for this town to be built was that they had to leave it set up so that it could be like a pioneer village.
1: Oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I thought that was a really
0: cool detail.
1: And then you hear a whip and a carriage passes by and Marty steps in poo.
0: Yeah, but we get all these amazing details where, you know, there's banners that are celebrating.
1: Take a look at banner, Michael. Take a look at banner, Michael.
0: The construction of the Clock Tower Courthouse. It's going to be a festival with dances and games and food.
1: It's it's really cool. It sets a lot of stuff up. And then Marty gets into the saloon and he's barely able to reach his little head over the doors of the saloon.
0: Yeah. And then he sees like a a barkeep and a bunch of old bar flies. He looks up All of at the people. second floor yeah. and sees a bunch of women of ill repute
1: <laughs> yeah, up at
0: a- the top. Marty walks up to the bar. Will it the-
1: be, stranger? Yeah, Chester,
0: the bartender's like, will it be, stranger? Just
1: like, like the most... Nice <laughs> person, but at the same time, you can tell how nervous and stressed he is. Yeah, hey, like,
0: what stranger. Yeah, like, just like <laughs> kind of like a trembly in his voice. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought. Okay. The minute that the casting director saw Chester, they were like, <laughs> "We've got to fucking cast this. This dude is the most old timey dude I've ever seen. Like, he plays it so
1: well. He plays it so well. All he's of like, them do.
0: Yeah. one be, stranger, when be, stranger, uh, Marty asks for some ice water. And ice. The, yeah. The bar flies. So thirsty for more. Thirsty for
1: more. You
0: and I always refer to this ice. Ice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> whenever anyone mentions ice, ice in general <laughs> when we're around each other water you want water you better go dunk your head in the horse's trough out there in here we pour whiskey and <laughs> pours the whiskey it's like steaming
0: yeah they have like some like dry ice budget here and they're like just like amazingly pouring like and then marty's like hey i'm looking for a black no he goes this is
1: even better this is even better he goes excuse me and the bartender goes for what right <laughs> which is hilarious because you don't say excuse me and yes
0: <laughs> yeah 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 i see i see yeah no it's a they they do a lot of really great to be stuff po- here polite but like yeah.
1: in in a different context it doesn't mean the same thing
0: totally totally and we get more of that because we hear hey mcfly and i'm fucking goofing. i thought i done told you never to come it you ain't sheamus mcfly
1: you look like him though
0: especially with that dog ugly hat and, and then, Marty doesn't understand him again. Well, no, Marty is, actually gets embarrassed of the dog ugly hat. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, but but he also, like, just, like, kind of doesn't understand what the lingo is. Well, we get that in a second, but can we just fucking shout out Tom Wilson again? Oh, so good. My God, good. Biff,
0: like, okay, uh, how did you guess? How did you guess? From the last movie? Remember when we see a shot of Buford Mad Dog Tannen from the old pictures? And it looks weird because it's different. It's, it is it him. Is different. Yeah. It's him. But, but they were testing hair. out different yeah. makeup. Yeah, it, it, And it was it, from testing shots. I like that. I like, I like it too. That too because he it's does like look, a he little inaccurate. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe different. it was from a, a future. Yeah, maybe heard.
1: it was from a future. Maybe it was from a past. And he does the like
0: drawl so well. He's just like... he. Do, his transformations are just... Unmatched, the, like the his body language. Body language he's the, more like lurchy and loopy,
1: and yeah, like yeah. a little more like saggy as Buford. Yeah, because like maybe looks, from the rickets. He, he, but he looks. Uh, old-timey strong. He does look old-timey like strong. Where like destroyed and damaged from sun and riding horses. Yeah, and he's like, like spinal
0: problems. His skin is like darkened from the dirt yeah. like of like riding. Yeah. And he's just not clean ever. Like, ever, And his yeah. teeth are disgusting. Yeah. And they also start like... We'll talk about the teeth. Okay. I wrote all the lines down so that they we, did. So we got to talk about this because this is obviously paralleling all of the like bar scenes or all of the like social games gathering places scenes where like Marty uh, is always a history of McFly's getting tortured in these establishments yes. because we set up that Seamus is also being tortured by Biff in this reality. Yeah. Like Seamus is not welcome in this bar. I thought I'd done told you never to come in here. Yeah. It's Biff, basically Biff, yeah. it's, Biff, it's Biff, Biff, but it's Biff. Biff. Yeah, it is. And like Marty is now standing up for his entire family. Yeah,
1: totally, totally. And then, uh, he goes, You kin to that hay barber? Yeah. Thirsty for more. Okay,
0: so we never knew what he was saying here because he's using old people speak. He's saying, are you kin? So family to that hay barber, a guy who... cuts hay for a living yeah Yeah. it's so funny it's and it's also he's degrading him for what he does for a living which is another like class thing right and but they seem to be of the same class they are but he thinks he's a virtuous thief and that he's just like a peasant you know who's like a hay barber yeah he thinks of him as like lower than him i think well he thinks of him as low enough to be bullied
1: by him Maybe, but like this is like I mean, cowboys in the classic sense are people who are just fucking losers. Like everybody would think that. Well, they're fucking no, losers. nobody thought they were.
0: They, nobody they, they all live among each other, so they didn't think they were losers. They but yeah, they did. Yeah. Of
1: course, dude. That kind of stuff always exists. Well, could all of the he, gold, like, gold like, miners think and stuff. Of, think about uh, what's his name. Uh, that's why they had to put, put, put the coward stuff in because, like, what's his name? Marty Seamus McFly has land. He's got a wife. He's got a kid. Like those are big things he's a farmer yeah
0: Yeah, sure okay i mean i don't know i I, like we i
1: guarantee you that's why they have to introduce the the like yellow stuff and right oh
0: interesting yeah i mean like
1: just because like what what is he gonna make fun of him for like other than being a coward right Yeah, because it has to take into account movie history, too, because this is a very movie version of history. Although the speaking, the way they speak is surprisingly more accurate than even things like uh, what's that show called with uh, Deadwood, even like because they swear all the time on the show. And then they didn't really swear like that modernly in this time. They did say things like. You know, are you kin to that hay barber Yeah. which
0: Marty doesn't respond to because he doesn't understand yeah. he's just looking around and as he says this and then he goes what's your name dude barks at him and then Marty starts by saying uh, Marty uh, Eastwood and then he gets cool and he's yeah. like Clint Eastwood and they laugh Eastwood, <laughs> what kind of <laughs> stupid name is that I love that that's one of my favorite lines because it's like you kin to that hay barber <laughs> what's your name dude uh Marty Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. (laughs) What kind of stupid name is that? Delivered so well. Like, Buford is aggressive, but like, aggressive in a different way. He's just like alcoholic aggressive. Like, he seems like he's just wasted and like all the time and just like wasted and like just like nihilistic all the yeah, time
1: totally totally uh and then the other guys say i'd say he's the runt of the litter
0: yeah because hey, but, they comment on his size yeah
1: i'd say he's the run of the litter hey now boys would you take a look see these pearly whites hell i ain't seen look at straight worn store ball take a gander at them moccasins what kind of skins is them what's that writing, man knee k what is that some sort of engine talk or something yeah oh my god like it's like uh bartender i'm looking for that no good cheating blacksmith you seen him
0: no sir mr tannin i have not
1: <laughs> like, just like so the most
0: panicked yeah there's so much depth given to chester no sir i have not
1: like just like no sir mr tannin i have not
0: he's suffered some ptsd yeah,
1: dude totally, like that totally. dude is like oh, i think no. everybody is just suffering ptsd completely T- Tannen you're mad dog tannin and then everybody runs away the fact that everyone knows to run away
0: because marty called buford mad dog yeah is really cool because it shows that like this guy is like just shoots first asks questions
1: later yeah, like for sure for does sure. not
0: even ask questions just yeah. shoots <laughs> like, yeah totally totally yeah
1: and like mad dog i hate that name i hate it you hear Nobody calls me Mad Dog, especially not some dude-ed up egg-sucking gutter trash. Nobody calls me Mad Dog, especially not some dude-ed up egg-sucking gutter trash. Dance! And then he starts shooting at the floor. Come on, run! You can dance dance better than that! I
0: like that Buford adopts the nickname runt for marty yeah and totally. keeps calling him runt and then marty does the moonwalk yeah amazingly amazing yeah you, he, you could tell he like studied like he yeah, practiced totally, totally. and he does like a spin and hops onto a loose floorboard Sp- and then that, it
1: hits a spittoon onto mad dog tannin oh uh, and, and with the, the disgusting brown oh, liquid that oh leaks god. out it's all just like tobacco chew oh god just like the dark brown golden brown Ugh. and
0: he's furious like he's like the like the the fact that he can contort his face and his eyes to do that kind of like crazed look is like so menacing like i don't know why this guy wasn't like if it was more seriously tinged and a different kind of writing style he could just be like a brilliant oscar-winning actor churn out crazy like 80s and 90s performances and meanwhile he's like relegated to being like I don't know. He
1: this he just didn't get his like due, man. No. Uh, no, and and he still hasn't. He still hasn't gotten his due. He's the meek biff of the alternate 80s future he is he He gets mad and then they start running away Marty starts running away not only does he get
0: furious but he puts up the gun but the fact that he was shooting before means that he's run out of bullets bullets. so one of the bar flies says to Marty you better run squirrel Squirrel, and Marty hops
1: onto the bar and grabs onto the the chandelier Chandelier uh, runs out of the saloon uh, and he starts to run and every, all his Biff and his gang, Biff, Mad Dog and his gang get on their horse. The way
0: that Buford and his gang jump onto the horses is really cool. And another thing that they do with the cinematography, which I want to talk about in this movie, mm-hmm. they do something with the cinematography where they show some shots of like women in their bonnets and a horse on almost charging at Marty, like to show they're shooting kind of from low angles, it seems, which makes it seem otherworldly because it would seem otherworldly to yeah, you. Right? It, would,
1: it would seem even more otherworldly than the fifties because it's like so completely different. Everything is different,
0: but what isn't different is historically what happens in Hill Valley with Marty and the Tannins, And that is Marty running through the street This is like the chase, you know, like the the, the skateboarding chase, but there's no skateboards in the, in the 1885. Yeah. This time Marty gets dragged on a horse. Yeah.
1: He gets dragged on a horse and then they bring him to the courthouse and Mad Dog ropes him up and hangs him on on, like a A a, pulley. pulley. Uh, And he's like, we got ourselves a new courthouse. Hot time. We had a hanging. Yeah, dude. And How did you guess? He's got the best lines in the movie.
0: He does have the best lines in the movie, and he's very iconic in the movie, and also definitely builds up all of the floor. Yeah. But he isn't the main character of this movie. No,
1: he isn't the main character.
0: (laughs) Doc is. But. how did you guess dude how did you guess marty almost died i
1: know i know it's it's crazy he got pulled up and he's just hanging on the on the thing
0: yeah they had a problem with the rigging and he almost choked to death and they didn't know because they thought he was acting acting. yeah so yeah i think they actually apparently used the footage of him actually choking i'm not sure if that's true how did
1: you guess Is, is it that that's okay. That's okay. Because oh. I remember that watching. Because I was obsessed, dude. I was obsessed. I have. We bought this movie three times, in in different formats. In different formats, we had the collection as tapes. We had the collection as DVDs, and now we have the collections as Blu rays. Of course. And I've wa- I watched all of the special features on all we had because the, the tape on the third one, thirsty for more, the tape of the third one had back to the future, like behind the scenes after the tape. I loved when they would include
0: things like that on tapes because people don't remember, like you couldn't just like find things on YouTube. Like it was just like, as kids you were like, you wanted to know this backstory stuff. And it was so cool that we got to like see things like that. I, I want to, to be, know like, how to
1: make movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Obsessed. And
0: they show a lot of back to this, uh, back behind-the-scenes stuff.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and then... Uh, a mysterious uh, cowboy, cowboy shows up. Yeah, in a cool duster. Aw, oh, dude. He's even... got cool... Such a cool look.
0: Doc pulls out a telescope gun and shoots Marty down from the noose.
1: It'll shoot the fleas off the back of a, of a dog 500 y- <laughs> yards away and put it a... straight at your head!
0: The entire town is watching this unfold in the background and Buford, who knows enough to know that doc is a smart dude is like i love the like dumb calculations that buford makes because he's amazing he's you can tell he's uneducated but he's smart yeah he knows like he's got like a savvy where he's like okay he's a scientist dude i better (laughs) i better trust him that he can shoot me yeah totally because
1: money blacksmith
0: yeah i love this this is a really cool setup yeah um how do you
1: figure my shoe, my horseshoe threw uh, my, <laughs> my, my horse through a shoe, and seeing as you the one who shoe, you the one that done the shoe, and that makes you responsible. I love the low stakes, dr- low stakes drama of the, the 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 like between scuttle between these two. Yeah, it's
0: just like a petty like yeah. argument. Well, since you never paid me for the job, I'd say that
1: makes us even. Wrong. See, I was on that horse when. I <laughs> see, you know, see, I was on my horse when he threw the shoe, and I got thrown off. That caused me to bust a perfectly good bottle of fine Kentucky out. So the so way I, I see so it, the, so the way I figure, it, it you blacksmith that owes me five dollars for the whole whiskey and seventy-five dollars for the horse.
0: And Marty, in a choked voice, says, "That's the eighty dollars." Doc offers to reshoe the horse, and Buford says, "Don't shot that horse." Yeah. What's (laughs) your problem, dadad? Wrong. that's yours. So from now on, (laughs) you better look behind you. (laughs) Because you're going to get a bullet in your back. Doc. And they ride off into the distance. Marty, I gave you explicit instructions not to come to 1885, but to go directly to 1985. (laughs) And he's like, I know, but I had to come back.
1: But it's good to see you, Marty. And oh. This one made me... This was nice. Okay, this this choked me up. Yeah. Like I don't know now why you cry. The it's like this is
0: the world building, and this is the familiarity. It's the way Doc looks at Marty. Yeah, and the acting of that scene. It's that true. Makes you believe it. You're yeah. just like, yeah, man. Like yeah. these
1: guys love each none other. None of the racism matters. <laughs> 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 no, it's it's none of none of the like. Oh, doc, it doesn't make sense that this happened. It's just that the story is about them. It's not about time travel. It's about them. Like it's more about time travel in the first one. It gets less and less about time travel. Yeah, it gets more
0: about character. And that's what I wanted to talk about in this movie. This movie is the one that does the most to build character and to build I, I have a theory, and that is that well to build Doc, Doc and Marty's relationship, absolutely to build that relationship, and I my theory is that this movie does the builds the most character
1: yeah. of all of the movies. I think so, at least for Doc, just because he like we get stuff about his childhood, we get a love story for him, we get his passions and dreams outside of being. this weird controlling guy of this kid. (laughs) But also for Marty because we get the completion of
0: the trajectory of Marty becoming less of a hothead.
1: Yeah, becoming a a real person and growing into an adult. And somehow we get a lot of
0: it seems like a lot of story for Clara and a lot of character for Clara.
1: I love Clara. Clara is
0: amazing. We'll get to Clara. But also a lot of story for Jennifer because she does, once again, Elizabeth Shue does a lot with her face at the end of this movie that makes you think she has more of a character than she actually does.
1: Yes. Uh, And it's, I have some problems in retrospect with her that we can get to eventually because of the fact that i i like clara so much and and we'll talk about her marty is uh has to get out of these clothes because he's liable to get shot and doc asks, what did he address you in this outfit and he goes you did oh
0: it's so is good great.
1: in the next scene uh, shot in the back by you for 10 over the matter of 80 dollars saying it the same way is amazing oh uh, <laughs> september 7th that's this monday I saying it in that way. I was like, I hope he says it. And I know he's going to say it because I know you.
0: Now I wish I paid him off.
1: <laughs> Clara, who's Clara?
0: Yeah. I don't
1: know doc i thought it was maybe some girlfriend you had my involvement in such social relationships could be could result in the disruption of the space-time continuum despite having participated in <laughs> some local elections giving my real name
0: seriously like he knows he's got an influence on this entire town okay we'll get to that in a second Like a blacksmith is really important yeah completely like he's like like responsible for a lot of really important shit in this town and also
1: he's building machines inventing things clearly
0: yeah like it's pretty inconsistent but i think they just want to continue this like idea for kids that like yeah, he's a, a kooky yeah. scientist but they're in his lab we neglected to say that and duck thinks it's absolutely crazy that marty could think that he could ever be involved in a social romantic exchange or whatever he calls it and suddenly mayor hubert arrive Mayor Hubert arrives, which, how did you guess, was supposed to be played by, written for Ronald Reagan.
1: How did you guess?
0: Yeah, hard cringe on that. Ooh,
1: that would have been so That bad. would have
0: aged so poor. Why did this movie jerk, like, long stroke yeah, Reagan off so yeah. much?
1: Yeah, like, long stroke, slowly long stroking. Yeah, like, passionate. Like, this yeah, movie was more into about the, the
0: enjoyment of the jerker offer than, like... The one getting jerked off.
1: I think. I think because of the fact that that would have been fucking huge to get like an ex president. I mean, yeah, of course, and At he this could point, have. He would have yeah. been an ex president. He yeah. could have been in this movie. Yeah,
0: because his uh, m- like mandate ended in 1989 <laughs> when this movie was filmed. But uh, yeah, Mayor Hubert says. Uh, oh, since you volunteered at the last
1: meeting. it's That's like, what I mean. Like he was participating in local elections. Seriously. And he's like, like in, well, Picking up the school teacher. It's like, yeah. what? Her name Miss Clayton.
0: Clara, Clara Clayton. Clayton.
1: Yeah. Um, now we know who Clara is. Marty takes his hat
0: off. He walks over to Doc. Marty, it's impossible. The idea that I could fall in love at first sight. It's romantic nonsense. There's no scientific rationale for the
1: concept. Oh, come on, Doc. It's not science. science. Yeah, there's there's different peaks and valleys for how Marty communicates with Doc, where it's like, ah, this one, where he's, like, excited for him. And it's mostly in the third one that we get that. Dude, there's pitches for Doc, too, where yeah, Doc, like, they talk, like,
0: in in song, which meet... makes all of their lines way more memorable. Totally.
1: You meet the right girl, it's like lightning. Marty, don't say
0: that. Oh, oh man.
1: It's like me and Jennifer. God, Jennifer, I can't believe we just left her on the porch, <laughs> like the fucking. Yeah. Thought about it for the first for the time. first time. Yeah. I it's, mean, it's only been like what a day or whatever. Yeah. Well, we don't know how long it's been. <laughs> oh, don't worry, Marty. She'll be fine. It's like, it's like wow, yeah. Dude, when you what? burned
0: when you burned the almanac, the original nineteen eighty five that we already altered returns. <laughs> um, but yeah, some steam starts rolling out, and we get this device, this contraption that Doc's built this it looks really cool like so i was talking to a friend of the show dylan about this part and he was saying how he wished there was more steampunk elements
1: oh yeah it there was some steampunk elements in it but
0: i said i was glad there wasn't because
1: steampunk can border on new metal like steampunk can
0: be a little new metal if like you dylan
1: steampunk sucks (laughs) We, we know you're intimately listening to our voices the steampunk thing pays off with it's being like it produces one small single brown ice cube that, that marty puts in a fucking uh dark put doc puts in an iced tea and he's like iced tea and doc and marty's like no i'm not drinking anything but alcohol to, i want to drink your dysentery water yeah, it's, it's like, and, and he goes it's a refrigerator which is cool
0: yeah yeah i love marty marveling at things and we get another <laughs> one of these scenes where marty starts talking casually he's like oh yeah we got to get some gas i ripped the fuel line it's like what <laughs> wait a minute uh, he, marty's so casual. he's like oh man we got to get some gas it's like you mean the car
1: has no sucks <laughs> di- like panic but like serious panic yeah not but like you mean this because he knows this is our last yeah and like i realized at this
0: moment that we haven't gotten this chill a communication between the two of them because they're there's no high stakes at this point. They're not, you know, having to rush to fix the next problem. They're yeah. like, Hey, like we can be fun together and joke about stuff. Yeah. And like, uh, Oh, I guess when we leave, you know, like exactly. Clara has got to find her own way yeah. back home. And it's like, wait a second. You mean the car doesn't have any fuel?
1: This is where the second act starts. Oh.
0: It's beautiful. It's beautiful, beautiful storytelling. Um, and then Marty's like, well, it's no problem, really. We have Mr. Fusion, don't we? And Doc's like, Mr. Fusion powers the time circuits and the flux capacitor. But the, the internal, internal combustion, combustion engine runs on ordinary gasoline. gasoline. It always has.
1: It's like, it always has? But didn't you hover converted in the... But then Doc had to fix it in the 50s, so... So,
0: okay. This is the problem I have with this movie. I feel like they could have just, like, fixed the leak in the, in the pump of the fuel pump... And just taking a little bit of gasoline out of the other time machine that's already there in that mine. There's another time machine there that's in the mine that's going to be sent back into the future over time to Marty, right? I mean,
1: is there gas in it, though, is the mm-hmm. thing? Well, I don't know. Are they still using he says gas it's already in 2015? Run... Well, he's like... like I don't flying cars.
0: But I think that he says that... The car has always run on ordinary gasoline. It always has. Yeah. He says that line.
1: He does. So even if there's a
0: little in the tank, they could have maybe like filled it up enough to get to eighty-eight miles per hour. But it's been
1: also a couple of months that he's been there, so the Eight gas months the gas could dried up. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to figure out ways to justify this movie, even though there's so many more egregious ways. Actually, can I mention one more thing about this scene? This sure. just a film thing that's cool. Yeah. When they're talking to each other and it's the camera is dollying over to Doc... And you don't see Marty in the frame until it gets to the mirror and then the the mirror comes into frame and Doc and Marty are standing next to each other as Doc is talking to Marty off screen. I just like that shot.
0: It's such a beautiful shot. I feel like they did a lot more cinematically in this
1: movie. There's a lot wider stuff. There hasn't been this many wides yeah. in Back to the Future. There's a lot of close-ups in Back to the Future. Like, Back to the Future, to me, is a lot of thinking about close-ups. And people's faces. People's faces. Yeah, yeah, there's
0: a lot of portrait work happening. It's really cool. I love that in the next scene, they just get, like, a bunch of horses because, obviously, Doc is rich in this timeline as well. <laughs> yeah,
1: totally. I mean,
0: you can tell that he's a capable guy. Anyway, he hooks up a bunch of horses to the DeLorean and oh, God! Or they have, like, a gauge that tells them how fast they're going and they only get up to 24 miles per hour and doc says it's no use the fastest horse in the world can only run to about 35 to 40 miles per hour but it's such a fun visual because we get this really wide shot of a california desert and it looks fucking amazing
1: yeah it looks cool and also it seemed like they were really having fun with like what are the cool visuals we can do with this and i guarantee you when they came up with this they were like we have to do a carrot horse and carriage thing
0: completely and i also love the score it's like yeah it's so good it's so it's so fun yeah this this this
1: score is the funnest for me it is <laughs> <sighs> it's, the, it's the one we it's kind of about. yeah we do quote it the most it's the thing we think of when we think of back to the future that's why we like all of them because we like different aspects of different things from.
0: totally every time i think of i always think yeah, yeah. Then, like <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's so good In the next scene, they're back at Doc's lab, and they're trying to... Putting alcohol
1: into the gas tank, which is just a bad idea in general. Chester
0: sold them their strongest stuff, and it blows the fuel injection manifold. Strong stuff, all right. It'll take me a month to rebuild it. A month! Doc, you're going to get shot on Monday! Ah, I I know. know, I know. I love what he's like, we can roll it down a steep hill. No, we'll never find a smooth enough surface.
1: Of course. Ice. We can wait until winter. Ice. Winter. Doc. Monday. We have till Monday. All right. All right. I love the the panic, Doc, thinking where he's like, I don't know what what am I gonna fucking do? Yeah. I've, yeah, I've destroyed this kid's life and my own. Yeah. 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 We know all right, the all right. DeLorean. Let's think logically.
0: We know the DeLorean won't run on its own power, and we know we can't pull it. But if what if we could figure out a way to push, push. and then. Um, he hears the train rolling in it's so good and then immediately they're interviewing the conductor in the next scene how How fast fast can it go well i've had her up to 55 myself so much of a character this guy (laughs) the conductor is amazing
1: fearless rand fargo hot one of these up to nearly 70. tarnation son Who'd ever need to go to such a place in such a hurry? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Because
0: Marty says, well, do you think it would be possible to get it up to 90? 90? Tarnation, son! Who'd ever need to get to such a place in such a hurry? Well, it's just a little bet that him and I have. It's like, you have a bet with this (laughs) 17-year-old kid? What's your relationship, sir? Um, Yeah, I suppose if you had a flat bit of land, and you weren't hauling no cars behind you, and you get the fire hot, and I mean hotter than the blazes of hell and Tarnation himself, then I suppose you could get it up to 90? Then
1: yes, Uh, sir. Yeah. I love it. I, like outrageous. Who is this guy? And yet we know all about this guy. I mean,
0: it was such a great choice to cast this actor and to have him deliver these lines in this way. Like, it's like, what's the reasoning behind that? Like a movie now would just never pay attention to that detail, no. but it like does so much to build the world. And like, also I was thinking like, this guy's seen these guys. And later when they have the face masks on, like,
1: he would he knows, know yeah, who they totally, are. Totally. And also, you know what this movie this these parts of this movie remind me of? Do you remember Bone Tomahawk? Yes. That's what it reminds me of. Totally. It's like the same kind of gravity for each character where you're like, what? Why does this person have this amount of weight behind him? Absolutely.
0: Doc. Asks when the next train is going out, and he says, first thing, 8 a.m., Monday morning.
1: Serendipitously, when Doc is supposed to be killed by uh, Biff. But- exactly. Exactly i almost said griff mad dog tannin
0: exactly and so doc finds on the map of the train an alternative route there's a long stretch of straight track which they need to get up to 88 miles per hour just going over shonash ravine exactly but the bridge isn't built yet
1: well, marty is like well i guess that's over doc
0: Right. Because they cut, they smash cut yeah. directly to a scene
1: where they're
0: out on At the, the bridge, incomplete bridge. Incomplete
1: bridge. And, and Doc is like, Marty, you're not thinking fourth dimensionally. He's like, Which right, is, right, right. I have a real problem with that. That's the he's joke so, they set up. Yeah. He's so much more, um, like, I, come on, dude, I, I know you well enough to be like, don't give me this shit. I'm not a little kid anymore. You know what yeah, I mean? He kind
0: of like talks back to doc a little bit. And like, he's like, he's definitely got some wisdom. Well, to he a- becomes the sidekick, right? He totally becomes the sidekick and he becomes the sidekick to a weird love plot as well. Like they're just so entangled emotionally. And Marty's trajectory here of like talking back to doc and thinking for himself and reasoning situations. Like it really shows that he's gaining like a character.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's given uh, uh, another dimension that he doesn't have to do through acting. It's just a written dimension in the movies that he acts really well. Doc explains that in the future,
0: the bridge will be built and they'll arrive safe and sound. What about the locomotive, Marty asks. And Doc says, it's going to be a spectacular wreck. Too bad nobody will be around to see it. Suddenly, we hear like a scream in the distance. There's a woman yelling for help. And Doc and Marty start racing after this woman. A woman has lost control of her carriage, and these horses are dashing out of control. She's trying to slow them down, but she can't. She's in a panic. Marty and Doc arrive, and Doc grabs her off the horses, pulls her off to safety, and the carriage hits a rock and tumbles over into the ravine, destroying all of her stuff.
1: It's Mary Steenburgen. Who is amazing. Who's amazing. Mary Steenburgen is amazing. She is underwritten, not not super underwritten. She, they, they give her a lot of stuff in the movie to do. They give her a surprising amount of pathos, but she's really the one who carries the- The love story. The, not just the love story, but her as a character in general. Yes. So obviously, you know, I mean, it's double
0: watchings. Are we going to watch this through a feminist lens where we see that, you know, she's like utterly- in love with him completely infatuated in a very like unrealistic way. No, to me. I
1: think, I think they both sell it really well. Okay. Do
0: you think it's because she was saved and it was like damsel in distressy? It's, but that's like the damsel in distress thing, right? Like he saved her. So she's in love because
1: gratitude. Um, no, I feel like it's the serendipity thing. I think the, the damsel in distress thing comes more as, It comes more as a thing that's... I don't really see her as a damsel in distress. Right. I don't know. Okay, she's given enough character in the
0: movie, I think, to not be reduced to a damsel in distress. I agree. But... It is still that trope happening,
1: right? It is. It is the trope happening. I guess I, I I sort of see it in this way of like she was historically just supposed to die anyway, right? That's true.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean they explain it really
1: well. Yeah, they they do a really good job of explaining
0: it. But like, it's again just movies tropifying this thing. I'm not. I'm just saying like yeah. you know
1: it's it's always sort of set up that it's it's nicely set up because it's it's Doc realizing in the moment that oh like this isn't what I thought it was. he did fall in love at first sight and he he didn't believe it. It's more about doc's reaction than her anything at this point.
0: And they do an amazing job of expediting this love story in a way where they're just like, you know, as they find things out about each other, through casual conversation, they fall more and more in love with each other. Yeah. And they do a really good job of showing that happen to the audience to the point where their love story to me is 100% believable.
1: Fully justified. Fully.
0: So one thing that's cool and feminist about Clara is that she is a school teacher, which means that she has a job in 1885, which is cool. And she is like an older woman or like... I guess an approaching middle-aged woman who lives on her own is unwed. You know what I mean? Like they definitely don't hide her age in the movie, but they kind of make it seem like she's like late thirties. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Like where like, she's like sort of spinstery, I guess yeah. like they're making it seem, you know, she's like kind of a quirky kooky woman. Yeah, right?
1: She reads a lot. She lo- seems to like to go on adventures or whatever. Yeah, She
0: likes Jules Verne. Yeah which
1: you know and we'll get we'll get to that but um they take her back to the schoolhouse which i guess she lives there
0: yeah and we get the reveal the name's clayton clara clayton. clayton she barely like is able to remember her own name because she's so shocked but also in love and marty looks at the photo of the gravestone and sees the name clara and doc pulls up to her lodgings I guess on horseback bringing her stuff with them all the stuff that they were able to salvage he offers to help her inside with the stuff and she's like you've done more than enough already and Doc is like totally infatuated he's like it's no trouble really
1: I feel somewhat responsible for what happened like what
0: (laughs) well because he was supposed to pick her up yeah oh yeah that's true yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: so Clara suppose it was destiny that they met
0: yeah and
1: I'm your density.
0: Yeah. Doc says that he'll sort everything out with the buckboard rental. Was that the carriage rental? I didn't yeah, understand I think that so. line. I think so. Yeah, because he feels somewhat responsible. Clara says that would be most gentlemanly of you. And she says his name, Emmett, which was a nice touch. It was like yeah. a. It was like a very romantic touch.
1: We get a lot of Emmett and Emmett Brown in the the movie too, which, which I like. Which does a lot to
0: build Doc's character yeah, because, because like he's, he's no Doc. longer just Doc. Yeah, exactly. right? exactly.
1: Come on, Doc. It's good to see you, Marty. they get so ex- thirsty for each other. And also, I don't know if you noticed that Doc has that gross old man Thirst for her is yeah, oh, oh, that, like, oh, dude. The, I grew up in the 50s, and this oh. is how... I'm, right?
0: Completely, like, intense, I want to fuck you look. Oh, sometimes Tata. Oh,
1: gross.
0: Tata has given that look, and it's yeah, gross. It's
1: gross, yeah.
0: Oh, misogynist Tata. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Um, misogynist Doc, you mean? <laughs>
0: misogynist Doc. Probably.
1: right? I mean, yeah, dude. Like, yeah.
0: He's, like made in japan <laughs> what are you talking about doc all the best stuff's made in japan um <laughs> unbelievable great
1: scott um, i can't believe they've started making better things than americans <laughs>
0: I, I that's how i read it <laughs> uh, but then like doc stammers he's like uh, i'm a blacksmith i mean a scientist i mean a blacksmith i have a local shop in town and she's like Ah, scientist? What kind of science? Astronomy? Chemistry? Uh, I want to be a a scientist just like you. Oh, I'm a student of all scientists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Marty says, what uh, would her life
1: be like? I don't know. I just thought that probably horrendous. How does she look so good?
0: I just know how that does she have them pearly <laughs> whites. Would you take a look at these pearly whites? I was going to say her teeth are really nice. Marty's like, "Uh, hey, Doc, we got to get going." <laughs> yeah, and Clara's like a uh, totally like just dumbfounded by this new love and they kind of like wave at each other. He's like, "Tootaloo." And Marty's like, "What do you mean when you say you'll be seeing lots of her?" And Doc's like, "Oh, I might see her again in passing." And as they walk off, Uh, Marty is like, uh, Hey doc, did you see the way she was looking at you? And he's like, Oh, she did have quite a scare. He's like, Oh, he's like confident doc.
1: Yeah. (laughs) The confident doc. I like the confident doc, but it is that kind of like weird, like, oh marty i'm gonna fuck marty (laughs) holy shit
0: marty realizes wait a minute clayton ravine that was named after a teacher who died a hundred years ago a hundred years years ago that's this This year year. i love that line it's
1: It's, that's such a rick and Morty line
0: it's such a good line and and yeah uh,
1: every kid knows that story because we all have teachers that we'd like to see fall into the ravine
0: (laughs) You know what? I I actually wanted to comment on the Rick and Morty stuff because like we've talked a lot about that show and I like that show. I think it's fun. I think it's funny. I think it's really creative. I think it's really imaginative and I think it like takes some really good parts of Back to the Future where I don't like the show is it has this like glorifying aggressive man trope that is kind of like, I mean, Rick is played up as a hero in the movie in the show and like they have this like abusive dynamic that they play for laughs and it is funny most of the time, but it is like, like a sad thing to be making fun of. And I want to just say like that show has like a really toxic fan base. And I just feel like shouting that out because as you know, I've got a virtue signal, but
1: I mean for, for me, I think they comment enough on brick as a, person and they try and change him enough throughout the show but you would be a psycho like that if if you had all the power in the world i
0: agree with you logically in the show but i feel like the fan base the way they read into it sometimes is they don't read it with a nuance like that they're just like oh hey he's cool look he's so badass and they tried to
1: change it throughout the show
0: I mean, I'm glad that the show addressed it kind of. But yeah, like they've addressed it several times. But what I don't think that Rick and Morty has is there's something to the sincerity of Back to the Future, and there's something to be said about the sincerity of Doc and Marty's relationship because Rick and Morty is way too sarcastic to ever be able to redeem it in the moments that they do choose to be serious. Yeah, because
1: they're not they're not Rick they're not Doc and Marty. Exactly. Yeah. They're Rick well, and Morty and they have a different kind of relationship. That's also very sweet and nice and exists within a paradigm that's different than this. But also
0: complicated and problematic.
1: Yeah. I think complicated and problematic in a sometimes a better, healthier way than Doc and Marty because they never talk about the, the – Doc well yeah, Rick and, and Morty's relationship is toxic and it's never commented.
0: It's dog. never addressed. But again, up until to, the end. Don't you think that that's explained away in the serendipity of the moments though? Or do you think the movie is aware of those things?
1: Well, the show is isn't serendipitous. It's all about being oriented around the science, Which show? Or, uh, the 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 show, the Rick and Morty, the show. Yeah. Um and and this is sort of Serendip. I'm sure you're regretting bringing this up at all. Uh, the the serendipity of, of the thing is more of a story uh, uh, is a writing tool versus a character tool, right? right Characters right. that interact with each other that might have a shitty toxic relationship that might not be addressed is part of their character. Whereas the serendipity is about the story being complete. It's, it's about destiny happening, you know? I mean, yeah, that's a good point. Whereas like, you know, I mean, the the interesting thing about Rick and Morty is that it shows how complicated family relationships are and how complicated it is to break out of family dynamics and relationships. I
0: mean, I, I, I do think that that show does a really good job of doing that, especially through tropifying things like the like angry mom and the like you know kind of weak spineless father and the like you know sarcastic teenager yeah i I mean you're right you're right you're right well well you're you're right right. but also
1: this isn't about rick and morty this is about back to the future and how awesome back to the future is because she can i can i can i now talk about what i think about clara because i really really do think that this is not only have I based so much feeling around Jennifer? I think part of it is because of my personal relationship with that character, but also just weird how there isn't a, a really a female character at all in the, in the movies until, well, I guess Lorraine is Lorraine,
0: is, Lorraine but is not as much as Clara. I think because Lorraine is the
1: mom and Clara is Clara, but Clara isn't the mom. She becomes Lorraine. In in, in, she becomes Lorraine, and she is like it's just like there's so much missing from the the second one of of a woman because she becomes the because Lorraine ends up becoming the mom then, right? Because she's just like oh, out on the golf course, you know what I mean? Yeah, she just is. A filler. Like yeah. she just like she just shows does, up does, to she, like be
0: in old person makeup and be like, ha ha, ha, this is a funny joke. You yeah, know?
1: yeah. And then but Clara stands on her own throughout the series. It's just Clara, you know. Yeah. Well, You're I right, mean, she she she's just only Clara. in
0: one movie. Yeah, she's yeah. only in one movie. So she has that going for her. But she's also, I mean, she is the love interest, right? She's not just the love interest, though, because we'll get to some parts that she's got. She's got like I mean, dude, I want her to be a character too. Like, and she is more so than Jennifer, more so than Lorraine. But No, you know, not as
1: much as Lorraine. No? No. No, Lorraine,
0: you're right. Because Lorraine is like part of the lore as well. Yeah. And she's the mom. She's several moms. She's several moms. Yeah. Including this mom. Yeah. But fuck, man. I don't know. Like, just like, it's weird not seeing like women interact in movies. It's just like, I notice it all the time now. It's like why it, it, they're literally just like property in this movie. And I know it's the past and whatever, but like it would have happened though. Still like, you know what I mean? Like there would be situations where women would be seen together, you know, and it just doesn't seem to happen in this movie.
1: Yeah. Uh, then we get doc being like, great Scott. She was supposed to go over that wagon. Yeah. Uh, Doc's upset
0: because he's like, Oh, I've, he
1: may have seriously altered history. Yeah. I, but I, also,
0: he's done it so many times. I just don't understand why he picks and chooses. It's like the prime directive in Star Trek. It's just like, when are they breaking it? I don't know. Like, does it matter that they're breaking it
1: again? Yeah. Or I anyway. never should have invented that infernal time machine.
0: Yeah. Doc's being, like, sad and contemplative about his choices. Yeah. He's made some bad ones. Mm. <laughs> choices. And suddenly... Okay, so they're, they do another model sequence i love the model sequences because
1: i know yeah yeah i know it's not to scale
0: yeah marty's like i know i know it's not to scale because at this point they've done it so many times like would doc have okay i want to say another thing Mm -hmm. the reason that this movie does the most to build Doc and Marty's relationship is that this is the most we've seen the most current Marty and the most current Doc interact with each other. That's true. So that's true. they're the ones that have experienced all, all of this of stuff.
1: It. Yeah, that's true. And that is true. That
0: informs their familiarity, right? Yeah. Because you've never seen these two counterparts on screen with each other for this long.
1: I guess that's true. But is it he... The pa, the future Doc is with him. Oh, yeah. You're right. But, but they're not really together all the time. And all
0: of this stuff has also happened. Yeah. And Doc has lived eight more months yeah, that's of life. True. You that's know, true. Doc yeah, is yeah. older. He's yeah. experienced a different life in a different town, in a different time for a long... Like, that would
1: eight screw with your time. thinking, right? Yeah, like, true. eight months is
0: a long time. Okay, so Doc explains from the model that... Once they pass a windmill, that'll be future or bust. There's point of no return, a safety bridge.
1: The model is so fucking
0: cool. The model is so fucking cool. I always
1: wanted both of the models.
0: We're, you know, the back to the future car how he made it and it's like got like some kind of batteries yeah, on the back yeah, yeah. or something those I think they're bullets I think they're supposed to be bullet caps oh, that's yeah. so cool Doc is so like fucking Creative. resourceful yeah I mean let's be honest the art department and the prop department was <laughs> yeah they were the, they were so but small. like man the prop the attention to detail is just like attention the, to detail fucking email attention to detail fucking email the locomotive looks so cool and for some reason doc has invented electricity and like <laughs> is able to like power this like model train set I'm like man you got electricity like can't you sign something out of that like what the fuck like you gotta get a train to push you Um, (laughs) you know they do the experiment and they're like and presumably we'll be going into the future and this is the parallel to the first movie where lorraine follows marty home and then forces him to go out on a date with her yeah yeah and it's Clara. And this time, it's not Marty someone's thirsty for. This time, it's fucking duck.
1: Yeah. And they have to cover the time machine in the same way. And she broke her telescope because the telescope fell off the carriage. In the accident. In the accident. She's so awesome. Because it's not really just like, oh, like... Like, you're amazing, awesome. It's that I love you and I want to pursue you. That's yeah, yeah. It it's
0: cool. It's cool. This movie comments on the fact that she has sexual agency. Mm-hmm. Because there's a couple of times... Like, they imply that they had sex in the movie. I yes. want to talk about that later. But also, like, when Doc comes over in the middle of the night later on, she's like, oh... Hey, come on in. Like, it's like, come in. It's like that. And that might have been considered in the past to be like uh, loose or slutty or whatever. And then she shows him the telescope. And it's like, if you turn the telescope this way, the
1: image gets a little bit. Fuzzy. I knew you wanted to do it but if you turn it this way everything, everything becomes clear and they turn to each other and they almost make out and, and Marty, Marty goes uh, uh, <laughs> <"Ugh>, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, oh great I would drop oh, for that
0: it's so good and yeah and
1: uh, they point out that tonight's the the town festival yeah
0: and she, you are planning to attend aren't you yeah she basically asks him out on a date like and which is cool like his her voice, okay. Whoever did the casting for Back to the Future loves ras- the raspy voice people in general yeah, totally. because Marty is like raspy voiced, Lorraine
1: is last raspy, raspy voiced, and, he, and um, Doc is like, of course, the festival. Mr.
0: Yeah. Eastwood? Uh, ma'am, like he keeps me, like, like so Marty gets so, like, old-timey respectful, yeah. and I love how like, Morty also sometimes gets, like, differently, like, old-timey. Totally. Good day, sirs! Kind <laughs>
1: sirs! <laughs> <laughs> totally. It's so funny, like, totally. because
0: it shows the, like, little kid adaptability, totally. and it shows that that show pays attention to those kinds of details totally, as well. Totally, Really funny, really funny I also stuff.
1: really like that the mayor is, it it's hill county yeah i love that. marty's like dude we're going to
0: like fucking dances now like what's going on but marty also kind of wants to have fun in the past yeah, so he's totally, like whatever totally. let's do this it's weird because like marty somehow sometimes he takes for granted how doc parents him so when it's not happening he's like wanting to take advantage of it but also like
1: confused that it's happening yeah totally because mario Tuck really is this dude's dad
0: yeah but it's almost like marty has to parent doc in this one a little yeah, bit totally. because doc gets like irresponsibly in love
1: yeah he's crazy in love and it cuts to fireworks happening
0: Yeah, and the fucking mayor who is like just like inaugurating
1: the clock. And this is the moment where the (sighs) clock turns on. This would have been, this would have been fucking, uh, what's his name? That would have been terrible.
0: Well, you know what I like about this scene is that we get the inauguration of the clock and the clock tower. And also, Marty McFly's grandfather great-grandfather who great
1: great-grandfather
0: who was the first of their family to be born in america is born and we get this like whole serendipitous kind of like the clock is born and marty is born in this town in this timeline Yeah, yeah. yeah. william mcfly yeah, it's yeah. just Sorry, so I like
1: you meant to seamus yeah go ahead. it's
0: just so historical it's so fucking cool and yeah. interesting
1: and and marty goes too bad i didn't bring my camera and doc
0: is like fuck it dude we have to get a fucking picture of this because we've been through so much together as friends that I'm willing to make a historical record of a photograph of the two of us standing next to this clock tower because it has meant so much in both of our lives and it represents time it represents the first movie it represents hill valley the town which is also a character in this franchise and like just this wonderful world building is what makes this series so
1: iconic and in this scene we get the infamous musician cameos of zvz top oh dude (laughs) great music (laughs) and i love i love when um Doc... (laughs) doc mentions uh how nice the music is. And Marty's like, it's got a beat. You can dance to it. Oh, it's man. a great response. It's, it's such good character building. It's so good. And then... And then that guy is like goading Marty to into play like, the shooting game. <laughs> I also wrote shooting game. It is a shooting game. <laughs> okay. And Doc sees Clara and yeah. gives that sleazy... This is the main okay, point okay. where I, where I saw the sleazy look, look, look
0: where it's like the... like. Okay, I've seen Tata give that gross look towards women before where look. it's just like... Ew, dude. Like, you're your being that was so, so obvious. So obviously sleazy and just, like, leering. And it's just, like, this is the, kind of, is stuff, leering. This is the kind of stuff that boomers don't get about, like... Consent and all and that. And, like, like, just, like, women in general, it's just, like, it's, like, no. I'm gonna, like, leer and pursue. And it's just, like, so predatory.
1: It is very predatory. And
0: it looks, like, kind of, like, animalistic almost. Yeah, that's, like... A scene also that, re- that I'm reminded of is where Marty is kind of like smelling Jennifer's hair. That also feels very like boomer leery. <laughs>
1: ah, uh, that's Gen X Leary. <laughs> Gen X.
0: They're just as fucking problematic, dude. So really? just, Yeah. Yeah. For, for sure. Cause ZZ top uh, in the cameo. Okay. Can we talk about the fucking, uh, the, the fucking, oh, how did yeah, you guess? Okay. So,
1: so yeah. So
0: one of our favorite, how did you guess is, is that for some reason, the manager of ZZ top. W- like wanted,
1: wanted to, wanted the the group of Z top <laughs> to steal the time machine. <laughs> and, and go, to go on, on adventures. <laughs> yeah, dude. The, that was the the choice for them to go. It's I mean, insane. that's insane. Like, <laughs> can you
0: imagine? It, like, it's like this dude had clearly never watched Back to the Future before.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: And so, anyway that doesn't happen thankfully also, also those, although
1: it kind of would have been amazing it would have been amazing <laughs> but also those beards that they had would have been fucking gross they would have been so poo covered yeah just like I mean beards now are poo covered yeah my beard's poo covered yeah let alone in the fucking 1900s I
0: mean I'm getting pretty close to ZZ Top beard dude like my beard's getting pretty long
1: oh yeah I mean yeah it's like past it's be, past my
0: neck you can't yeah. see my neck anymore
1: yeah and when Dude, I go like you're this, when I hold it, so oh man, I mean,
0: they've recommended the CDC recommends to shave people's beards, um but I don't go anywhere. The people start clamoring, and
1: and the guy's I, like, "Young man, you want to give a gun a try?" And then da- Doc goes off to dance, and Marty turns back around. He's like, "Hey, Doc!" Doc and dance. Oh, I love that. I love that too because, like Marty's like wow, this guy smile.
0: has like a social life. It's yeah, pretty- this
1: guy has a life outside of uh, this. And and like as we know, Doc is also like a really handsome, like well dressed person in the bat. In- totally, he he is he's a handsome guy. And they,
0: like they make it, they make that seem uh, very apparent in the movie. And like you said, he has style. Like he's always dressed to the fucking nines. To and the dresses nines. Marty to the nines. Yeah. Always. always because dresses again, Marty better. Than- Then he dresses himself. Again in this movie, he buys Marty his clothes. Obviously. Obviously. Because Doc is like financing this kid's entire existence at this point.
1: And eventually in the future movies would probably finance his college career. Oh, completely. Son, I just told you that even a baby could handle this. Surely you're not a- afraid of something a baby could do. Hey, I'm not afraid
0: of it. Alright, but then come on here like a baby. <laughs> it totally is. Those
1: jumble of lines. Well, because like this guy's like one of those like sleazy yeah, salesmen. Yeah, like, he's like, like a
0: gun salesman. What,
1: what is that called again? He's that kind of guy who is snake oil salesman.
0: <laughs> totally. I love how old-timey they made certain things in yeah, this movie. Because totally. that really, like movies like this informed our idea of what old time yeah at this point before we could like go back and read like totally. i still don't you know your history very i very still don't good. know but, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. but anyway um yeah man so like to me like this is the past like this
1: is authentic past yeah totally to what what tata's like f- 50s and 60s was this is what us was yeah because it's like the 80s and we were kids yeah or it was a little it was a little before
0: our time but like well it's like enough it, that we were kids when we were growing up and, and it you know clearly became
1: so iconic do you know what it's like it's like the writers of of simpsons in the 80s their childhood would be it would inform how they would write the kids in the eighties. Exactly. But then when we got older, exactly. and then they got older, and the writers started changing, they would use their past, and it would be like, "What this doesn't feel right," or like Simpsons. Exactly,
0: Buford arrives with his goons to the dance, and he's like.
1: You sure that blacksmith is going to be in there in that this here shindig? Sure, <laughs> oh, I love that he said this here. You could tell that
0: these guys delivering these lines were so excited to deliver so excited. these old timey lines because they're. I mean, I feel like the camp is really played up in this movie. Yeah, in, in all of these movies, yeah. it, it is very. It's so over the top, and it's very drag. All born naked. Realized this about this movie. Like, a lot of these costumes are so over the top and yeah. costumey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, they have to
1: check their firearms. The, at the deputy's door. like,
0: check your firearms for at the festivities, gentlemen. And he's like, and who's gonna be here to enforce it?
1: And then Strickland Marshall pulls yeah. up his gun. Marshall goes,
0: Strickland is amazing.
1: Uh, and then he go and, and he goes, I didn't know you were back in town. <laughs> he respects him, yeah, and then he's like Pretty tough ombre when you're gonna point in a scattergun uh, at a man's back, and then he's uh, like,
0: "Can I just say the weird tough ombre line? Something Trump has said, also?
1: Yeah, yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah, tough ombres is like such a like Trumpy line. It's so gross. I was just joking with your deputy. Of course, I'm gonna check my iron.
0: We all are, weren't we, boys? Yeah. And then he's like, uh, "Your knife too, Tannen." And then he like tosses it down and the mustache guy iconically looks up.
1: (laughs) Oh man, I love that. And then they walk in and um, Marshall Strickland goes, that's how you handle him, son. Never give him an inch. Maintain discipline at all times." It's like, remember that word. Discipline. So, like, so dramatic. It
0: does a lot of, it does a lot of like Strickland world building. Like, yeah, which is amazing. And like, there you go. So Strickland considered himself to be a winner in the history of Hill Valley, but he says that no McFly has ever amounted to anything. So it shows that in this world in 1885, the descendants of Strickland thought that the McFlies were shit because they were Irish immigrants. I think. Maybe. I think it's racism, but anyway.
1: But also, uh, there's a a little bit more to the lore, because in a deleted scene... I was going to talk about this. uh, Just as a... uh, How did you guess? How did you guess? In a really dark deleted scene. In a dark deleted scene, uh, Buford kills Strickland. Strickland. In front of his son. Yeah, which is the... father of strickland of of
0: the principal the principal yes. i guess right yeah he, it would presumably be the father because that yes. that age matches that up. that age matches up for sure and it's like he like dies in his son's arm it's really tragic it's really dark. and it's like when i saw the scene it just totally doesn't fit no. with this movie
1: no it doesn't fit it's too dark it's this way too dark. way too dark it's, a, it's almost as dark as seeing Old Biff disappear. Exactly. That's a weird... It's a weird flourish. It's a weird touch. But
0: at the end of this movie, it's not Strickland that arrests Buford.
1: It is the deputy, it's the that, deputy that arrests so, him.
0: So, like, they do Well, kind the deputy of, would be
1: the guy I mean, who yeah, arrests yeah. him. The marshal doesn't necessarily go out and arrest everybody, right? And,
0: man, like, the name Strickland and the actor and the way he played it... Like, this actor, I've realized upon this rewatching of these movies, he's probably got, like, a total of, like, four minutes screen time. Yeah. And he's so iconic, delivers all of the lines so well. It's really, like, amazing, like, that this character, this weird side character, has, like, a past and a lore in this world.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. In the next scene, uh, the McFlies are there. I see you've got some respectable clothes, lad. And a fine hat.
0: Yeah. And they're like, they comment about how the hat suits him. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. They comment on the like clothing that Doc picked out for yeah, him. Yeah, totally.
1: He's got the threads. And, and then and then Marty looks at the uh, a pl- plate, a pie plate that says frisbee. And he goes, Get a plate! Get a safe! Frisbee, far out. And uh, Maggie says, What was the meaning of that?
0: It was right in front of him. <laughs> I love that so much. It's so funny. It's so smart to, like, have these like weird exchanges that, like that
1: just people will understand something's on.
0: odd. Something's off, you know? Yeah. I talked about this with friend of the show, Anna we talked about how we had this, like, okay, one summer when we were in Montenegro it's summer in Montenegro. we talked about, like, what would happen if suddenly we were like transported to like medieval Montenegro. Like the language would be similar enough to the language. We already know how to speak, but like
1: the what would, we would be different? The accents the would be
0: different. The terminology would, would be different. different. Yeah. Like, I don't know what people were like said in the time of Shakespeare and stuff. Like I would understand words, but I wouldn't know what, cause certain words had different meanings in certain times. And like, I don't know, like I'd be like, what would we pretend? Like, What kind of job could we get at that time? It's like an interesting thought experiment to be like, could I be like a translator because I know two languages? Could I be like a scholar because I'm literate? Like, what could I do?
1: Yeah, yeah. It, It would be hard
0: yeah i mean it would be interesting though it
1: would be but doc but the the fact that it's doc makes it so re- realistic because you're like oh he's a i want to be a scientist just like uh, i, I want to be a, a scientist just like you he yeah
0: is. yeah i mean he's a scientist yeah exactly and he also presumably because he's a like he likes all science like he knows yeah a he's bit a better. student of all science i mean and he's a student of history clearly because you know your history very because, good Clearly, uh, he likes heritage and history. Yeah.
1: Speaking of history, uh, th- uh, the Tannen gang walks over and wants to kill Doc with a Derringer. Yeah. Uh, These and- Derringer bullets are weak. Derringer bullets are weak. Powerful weak. Powerful, Powerful weak. weak. Uh, and Doc is swinging his partner, Dosi Do. Yeah. Tannen walks up to Doc and wants to stick a bullet in his back. Yeah. Uh, it's a careful
0: tannin. You only have one bullet in that thing.
1: Yeah. I only need one. I, I, we used to, as kids, would think it was, I only need one, like, barking more because so much of the lines are barking. But a lot of it's just growling. A, a lot of it's just growling and slobbery. Like, he's it's so, so slob- slobbery. He spits so much. So much.
0: It's probably because of the
1: dentures. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But it works for the character. Totally. Um, oh, his tendency to drool. His tendency to drool, yeah. Such a nice touch. Uh, his tendency to slobber. Uh, and uh, he puts the gun to Doc's back. And uh he sees
0: I don't know who you think you are, but we're dancing. And Buford's like, Ain't you gonna introduce me to the lady? I'd like to dance. And Doc's like, hi, I wouldn't give you the pleasure. You'll (laughs) just have to go ahead and shoot. And Clara gets scared and she's like, Uh Amy, I'll dance with him, please.
1: Maybe I could take the $80 out on her.
0: Damn it, leave her alone. And like it's a weird scene for nobody to be reacting or doing anything. I mean, they set it up in the movie by being like Buford is an abusive, scary guy. And he kills people. Yeah. Like they're all, he's the bully of the town basically. Yeah. They're all scared of him. The stakes are really high and everybody's afraid of him. Yeah. Yeah. And so nobody says anything and he, like, wildly and inappropriately dances with her. And he's, like, ah! and it's he's, so like gross. slobbering yeah. on her face.
1: And then, and then she, she's like, I believe you've underestimated me, mister. And then she kicks him in the shin and he's yeah. like, oh! Uh,
0: yeah, it's a really cool scene. And she, like, runs off and he, like, pushes her to the ground. And, and, and Doc goes,
1: damn you, Tannen! No, I damn you. I damn you! To
0: hell! And Marty throws the frisbee, hitting Viv's hand, knocking his gun out. Shooting Doc's hat off his head. Which they later,
1: he has a bullet hole in the hat. (laughs)
0: Yeah, totally, Throughout the rest of the movie, which is great. Which you never noticed on the VHS, because it's all grainy.
1: And then Marty goes, hey, lighten up, jerk!
0: And Viv, I mean... Mad Dog starts this trope of looking over at his, like, cohorts to see if they understood what he said, because he's, like, presented as illiterate, but wants to know what's going on. So he angrily looks over, and the thug doesn't know what, what Marty's saying. And he's like, mighty strong words, run!" It's so good. Mighty strong words you man enough to back that, back those words up with more than just a pie plate. Pie
1: plate. And Marty doesn't understand either. And he goes, look, just leave my friends alone. <laughs> yeah. And then and he then turns we get around the, and walks, uh, walks away. And we get the yellow
0: line. What's the matter, dude, you yellow.
1: Also Mar- racist.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, which, you know, I mean, like it, but it's the insult of the time, right? Um, But also this movie, because movies now retcon racist things and like this movie could have as well. But anyway, Marty pauses because they, movies retcon a bunch of stuff so to choose not to retcon the racist stuff means that you think it's important
1: you know what i mean yeah and i think it is important i mean this kind of stuff i think is this this i think is important the but other racist stuff is commenting is like, on
0: it enough i guess because the bad guys are saying yeah
1: but, but like, also marty's even, like nobody calls thing, me yellow but, but things things don't necessarily have to be commented on for them to be for the movie to be commented on. Yes, yes, that's true. And also, like, it fits within the dynamic of, yeah, Marty probably doesn't think this is racist. Because it wasn't. Like, I mean, people didn't think of it as racist. So it's like, it's just a different time. That's Uh, true.
0: And we get the second sort of, like, now...
1: Chicken? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Marty is here also this is like marty's plot because he's like inserting himself into like suddenly now like biff has like legitimate beef with marty as well yes and because like he's made him look stupid in front of all these people right could we pause yeah to To be be continued continued. hey dude hey man thanks for sticking around to the end um this has been quite the ride i'm really i'm sad it's over but really happy with what we did i think we did a very comprehensive job on the back to the future trilogy yeah but uh we have once again uh a special surprise from our friend from down under nerd funk gangster nice i can't wait to listen to the song oh my god it's so good dude yeah Uh, yeah, i'm gonna play for it right now awesome and everyone else should listen to it too (laughs)